know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Okay, there you go. Welcome back to Dork Trek. Happy 2020. Um, we took we made time. it. Yes, we took off more time than we wanted to, but it was still nice to take off the time. Um, we're back with season six of Deep Space Nine. Uh, we're great. Great, great. And we want to say um, hello to Gary, who's our Australian listener. He's the only one. And we heard that he's safe from all the fires, so that's good. We were, I was worried about you. So I'm glad that you're okay over there in Australia with all the fires, because that sounds super scary. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. I saw somebody put a picture of how many hectares of Australia are on fire. And if you put that space of land over England, it stretched from the, ch- the, the, the channel all the way to Scotland. Yes, it's very frightening. It's like the whole of England all would fit. England is on you know, fire. like you chop off Wales to Scotland, and that's pretty much what's burning right now. Yeah, it's pretty frightening. So we're glad that people, um, hopefully you're safe if you're listening to this. Uh, Isn't that basically what happened in Turn Left in Doctor Who when the Titanic crashed? It's not always about Doctor Who, Dennis. What the (laughs) fuck is wrong with you people? I just watched a uh, the BBC uh, recently like, aired two two lost episodes, I think, and they were ones where the footage they didn't have, they just put in animation for it. Uh-huh. It's actually pretty enjoyable. Which episodes were those? Uh, I haven't seen both of them. I've seen the um, oh shoot, what's it called? Shara <coughs> with the Fourth Doctor. Okay. Yep. I think I've seen that. Now, were you watching this on Pluto? No, it was on. It they just released it, so uh, B, uh, our YouTube TV recorded it for me. Ah, uh, okay, nice. Yay. Noise, <laughs> noise. I think the I other do. one's a, a second Doctor mm-hmm. episode, the Macra Terror. Okay. Is that the one we saw in the theater a couple years ago? No, that was uh, Power of the Daleks. Ah, okay. Power of the Daleks. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. Because they were at an electrical plant. Electrical plant. Beep, boop, boop, the boop, power. Boop. Power. The power of the solar is love. <laughs> love your neighbor. Their love languages exterminate. Exterminate. So uh, we have a really, really great episode of Holy uh, Smokes Deep Space Nine to get into. But before that, we want to welcome everybody back. Ben, Jenny, Dennis. Hello. Hi, everybody. Oh. Hope you everybody know, had a great holiday season. Looking back, this is a great year. Eh. Or at least it seems that way in hindsight. Well, we've got a lot to look forward to. We're finishing up Deep Space Nine. There's uh, Picard on the horizon. In like two weeks, Picard starts. So that's fun. The first uh, a... Picard short trek came out today. I heard it was fantastic. Yeah. It's time to resubscribe. The internet it's not was... Really a, uh, it's not really an episode. It felt like... Uh, PSA more than anything. Well, the internet was going crazy for it. It was good, but it was just, it's, it's not a, really an episode. They got the internet going like a crazy machine. So, I don't know. Have, have you watched You'll see what the, I mean uh, when you watch it. Have you watched the other short tricks yet? 
All right. I I stopped the week before the uh, animated one came out, so I haven't. I've seen up until I haven't seen it, the first animated one. I guess I haven't seen any of these. I feel like I'm so far behind on the trek that people are gonna say like you're not a real fan because you don't watch everything that's ever been created and made Star Trek. Have you read all the books? If not, then you're not a real fan. Have you read all the comics? Have you read all the fucking bubblegum cards that came out in 1979 when the movie came out and memorized every fact because if not then you're not a real fan i sat sort of gene roddenberry's ashes <laughs> there's enough fan. i sit in front of my television in 1978 with the realistic tape recorder with a cassette in and i record each episode you're not a real fan and then i would take and I would put the, the headphones on and I would listen to those tapes and I would transcribe the episodes by hand into my Not notebooks. A Not a real fan. Just yeah, so I could memorize the captain's logs. If you were a real fan, you would have written uh, everything down and then drawn like storyboards. So you're not a real fan. But anyway, speaking of story logs, that's a real, speaking of the captain's logs, that's a really good way to get into this episode because it kind of starts, you know, with Cisco doing a, a log, a log entry. Yeah. And he, not in the bathroom. No, he's not. He's not dropping a deuce. He's not making a log. He's recording a log. And I don't even know what day it is today. This How one, I felt for the entire year so far. I know. Yeah. At least the computer can multitask because it can record and tell him the time. So God, yeah. it's so nice. At least, at least we can look forward to that in the future. Siri would have lost her shit if you tried. It's like, hey, record a memo. Oh, what day is it? Which one do you want? Meek. <laughs> Overload, overload. I mean, Siri sucks. I hate Siri. Skynet so launching. <laughs> At least Alexa will tell you things that will you directly ask them. Like today, we were reading, Sophie and I have been reading like a bunch of Peanuts books. This mm -hmm. year, we're reading 1973 and 1974. And we were in 1973. And it's this little, I guess, story arc where Snoopy is about to break Babe Ruth's home run record. All right. Okay. That's, and it's kind of paralleling Hank Aaron's kind of thing. And people are writing Snoopy. They got to take that away from Hank Aaron. No, I think Schultz is doing like there because Snoopy is receiving letters like you don't deserve this. You're not from this country. Like we hate you. Blah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty hardcore. Wait, and I was where is Snoopy from uh, the Daisy Hill puppy farm? Uh-huh. But it's just saying That's like not you know, in this country. But it's just saying like, you know, just paralleling the things that I imagine um, Hank. Aaron, Hank Aaron was going through at the time. Huh. So um, I asked Siri, I said, Siri, what year did Hank Aaron break Babe Ruth's record? And she just, Hank Aaron is the home run leader of, uh, I was like, what? No, what fucking year? 1973, it, right? It was 1974 he did it. Oh. Um, but, and then she just kept telling me all this other stuff that I didn't need. So I just had to Google it. Like with my fingers, like I'm some Siri, kind of savage. Siri was stalling <laughs> while she looked it up. Oh, she didn't oh, know shit. Hold on, hold on, I had to check this. Hey, Google. When did Hank Aaron break the home run record? 1974. On the website pointer.org, they say, on April 8th, yeah, respect that from Google. Hank Aaron of the Atlanta Braves hit his 715th career home run, breaking the record set by Babe Ruth back in 1935. See, at least it gave the, the answer that yes. you were looking for first, so, and then the follow-up information. So check so this out. Shut up. Siri, when did Hank Aaron break Babe Ruth's home run record? Hank Aaron had 755 home runs during his MLB career. That's it. LB. That's all. That's it. When did 
Babe Ruth. Oh, excuse me. What on. year? What year? What year did Hank Aaron break Babe Ruth's home run record? I'm on it. Babe Ruth had six home runs during the 1935 MLB. <laughs> Stupid bitch. <laughs> yes, nothing. Nothing. Six home runs in 1930. That has nothing to do with anything you had. This is because we had uh, Echo Dot for a while. No, no, no. My Echo Dot works perfectly. This is Siri. No, no, I know, but we, we had Echo Dot. I have Siri on my phone. I was immediately disgusted <laughs> with Siri. Yeah. Um, Echo Dot drove me crazy. I can't do that. I can't answer that right now. I can't do that right now. We need to send a copy of this recording to Tim Apple so that as, we can fix it. As <laughs> soon as I got the, the Google Home, though, I, I was addicted. Mm-hmm. I mean, every morning, me and John Legend spend the morning together because I, I ask him to tell me about my day. Um, I get how does John the, Legend know how your fucking day is going to go, man? Because he's in my Google Home. I just said, I said uh, the, the key word, and then I said, talk like a legend. And it started speaking like uh, John Legend, and I've just not turned it off since. All right. And uh, he tells me the time and temperature. He tells Google, me. It's go- Google appreciates all your delicious data, too. It's, Ooh, he yes, tells me. Uh, everything about yourself. He tells me it's going to be an 18-minute drive to work. <laughs> Um, and then he cues up uh, my morning porn routine. So it's just my favorite device. Can it really See, do that? No. See, no. but that's the point, though. I, I can like, set theater mode, though. I'm working on that. I've got – well, for the, for the home, you can set theater mode, and then the Google Home will adjust your lighting so you go to, to presets. You can, like, name them things. And then you can like change the lighting automatically. The tissues in the lotion pop up. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a Quagmire's house where the disco ball drops. <laughs> yeah, all that. I don't know. Computer, but. activate porn mode. And I don't even have any Doors fancy. <laughs> <laughs> the bars drop. I can't get out. I know. Vaseline <laughs> just comes at you. Yeah, but this is, um, this is serious stuff, bro. This is, I'm not going to lie to you. This may be the greatest episode of Deep Space Nine ever, ever created. A lot of people vote that. It's real good. Mm-hmm. Now, now let me ask you this. I forget. I'm just gonna edit all that out. Let me ask you this, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Being a Trek fan, right, and like a hardcore mm-hmm. Trek fan, where you know mm-hmm. good guys do good stuff and bad guys do bad guy stuff. Like mm-hmm. how? What was the reception? to this episode when it came out in the year of our lord 1998 like how did the star trek fandom accept this episode because because your boy cisco he's doing a lot of bad things for all the right reasons if you will i actually did not see this one when it first aired immediately you're not a real fan Yeah, no, what are they I, saying uh, in the chat rooms? Yeah, well, that was the thing is I was offline. So at th- by this point, I was having to wait for uh, the episodes to show up on uh, AFARTS. All right, so you're not a real fan then is what you're saying. And, uh, well, no, I, I was, I was busy listening to my cassette tapes from the original series while I was serving my country in Japan. Well, that's some real fans then. You should have been serving Starfleet. Yeah. I, you know, 
Because that was the first thing I thought. I had to make sure that the Japanese Empire didn't reassert itself. Oh, and, uh, before we could make first contest. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Because as soon as this episode finished, I was like, wow, that was really fucking yes. good. I, I instantly yeah. thought, how does the typical Star Trek fan react to something like this? Because there's so much gray area involved. Well, we've seen it. You, you and I have specifically seen the reaction to this episode. Kill man? When, yes, because that was one of the, the things that he was saying, if I recall correctly, he or someone in that audience, was that Deep Space Nine was when uh, Star Trek moved away from its values, and it started trying to be dark and gritty, and, entertaining. and, it, and it completely, <laughs> it completely uh, went away from Gene Roddenberry's original vision. Good. So, yeah, I don't think it's going away from it. I think it's just showing another side of that vision. No, because we evolved past all that. In 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 the future, yeah, no. we're all free love <laughs> and that's the thing. Like humans have been around for what, like hundred thousand years or something like that. And yeah, about Star Trek is postulating that within two hundred years we'll have it all figured out. <laughs> I don't think yeah, so. Well, Widenberry is saying that. <laughs> yeah, by the year twenty twenty by the year twenty twenty two, we got this all figured out. It's all good. It's all good. No, 2022, we're uh, sticking people in sanctuary cities. and right. uh, I can see that happening, actually. We're on track for that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all coming true. Roddenberry's an actual prophet. But man, this episode's so good. And it's kind of set up like a, like a play almost because it's yeah. just, it's like a wrestling promo. Cisco is just talking to the camera for a while. Is that, did anybody feel like more connected to the episode because of that? Yes. Like it, it wasn't like freaking me out like, oh, you're breaking the third wall or the fourth wall, possibly the third one. Um, but it just, it, it, at some point, I just, I got so into the episode that it felt like, I don't know, he like I, he was talking to me. Yeah. If I'm completely honest, like uh, it was distracting because <clears throat> if I had seen this in 1998 when it came out, it would have been innovative and interesting and engrossing and everything. But by now, how many times have we seen something like this? Not not necessarily in Star Trek, but just in media in general. Like I agree with you, Dennis. This, this way of storytelling and even the uh, plot is something that you see a lot in other types of um, like procedural type shows or whatever. I think we so, could have gotten the same exposition from him like talking about his thoughts if he was just alone yeah. in his room you know, kind of pacing around in his quarters or something and doing the captain's log in between scenes if there was something that needed to be filled in. I didn't... Yeah. The this whole... is like the, uh, the how did I get here? Kind yeah. of storytelling. It's like, okay, I've but seen this. Wasn't this early enough? No, but I wasn't know this I'm saying. Early if, enough? If, if I saw it in 1998, I would have the reaction of like, oh my gosh, what's happening? What's going on here? And it would have well, brought see, me more I... into the story. But I've seen this type of, you know, don't give me that look, Ben. I'm giving you that I, 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 I agree just, with I, I just think <laughs> Jenny agrees with me. I agree with you. No, well, that was one, I, that was I, my I, only nitpick with this this episode. And me too. So at this this point in DS9, like you kind of almost have to nitpick just because like every episode is so good that I was just like it turned me off. I was watching it with Haley, and she was like, "This is like a reality show where they're doing the confessionals." 
So it's like an episode of The Office where Jim is talking directly to yes, the camera. Yes, that's exactly what she Deep, said. She was like, should, this is like The Office in space. <laughs> why should Deep Space Nine suffer? Because they were one of the ones kind of breaking but new so, ground here in 1998. So like... Uh, Shut up, Dennis! So like if you watch... Uh, Star Wars 1977 for the yes. first time today as a person. Yes. yes. And you wouldn't have the same reaction like, oh my gosh, these special effects are amazing. You wouldn't be thinking, oh, you know, this is actually made in 1976, 1977. So that actually is pretty amazing special effects for the movie. You'd be like, oh, it looks okay. You know, like I've seen better. So yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if I had seen this 21 years ago when it came out, then it would have been, it would have been a lot more effective. Yeah. For me, even ignoring the fact that like it's something that we've seen a million times, I think that there there were a couple times I can't remember exactly what it was, but like um, he would tell us what happened when I was like, I wish we had just seen that scene happen rather than him talk about what happened. So you know, like I said, there's there's a couple places where I do think it, it would have been nice to hear what his, his inner monologue was, but like just, a lot of times that he was recapping what just happened. So I'm imagining there was a commercial break in between what happened and him recapping it. So mm -hmm. it kind of loses the effect when you watch it on yeah. Netflix and there's no commercial. You're like, yeah, I know. Like, yes. oh, Cisco, I just saw it, man. It's crazy. All right. That's cool. You're wrong, but that's cool. That you have that <laughs> yeah. Thank I mean, you, Bob. I mean, you couldn't be. Put it on the pole. Further out. I mean, I. I Who's right? I want to shoot you guys into uh, space. <laughs> dark, cold emptiness of space. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Open the airlock. <laughs> Man, this is more divisive than Ryan. It is. Yeah, that's right. It's Skywalker. That. that movie stinks, by the way. Stinks, I tell you. Don't please nobody say I'm. I'm gonna see it with my kids this weekend. I. I just. I'm sorry. I. I've been busy. You still haven't seen it, Ben? I haven't seen it yet. I. I know at some point C3PO takes a shit uh, in a gay <laughs> bar, apparently. But just please, no more spoilers. That might have happened. I don't know. I, I that's don't we finally find out why they call him Goldenrod. It <laughs> there was a Goldenrod in this episode too. They needed a, a Goldenrod to write down some information. But I, Avery Brooks is conflicted. He's having a really hard time because it's only been two weeks since this uh, this 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 course that he was forced to take. Because the Federation was just getting a ass whipped on a weekly, daily basis by the Dominion that uh, they get the bright idea. He gets the bright idea just from a casual conversation to try to get the Romulans involved in the world. Well, yeah, because they're looking at the casualty list and mm -hmm. uh, Dax knows this lady who was the captain of the Cairo, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the Cairo got the fucked up they got attacked because the Dominion are using, attacking from across the Romulan neutral zone. So the yep. Romulans had this non-aggression treaty with the Dominion, and so they just let them fly all through their space. It was that kind of like the Russians and the Nazis in World War II, where they had that non-aggression pact at, at the beginning of it, but then Hitler was like, ah, psych. And yeah, yeah we're going to invade you guys, yeah. But yeah, so this is, I guess, similar in that vein. But then Cisco, I guess just, again, through casual conversation between Julian, Dax, and himself, uh, they bring up the Romulans. And he's like, yeah, we should get the Romulans involved in the war. This would be, that's a great idea. But then he's got to try to figure out how to get some evidence that the fucking, yeah. that the the Spoonhead friends, that the Cardassians, they're actually going to uh, attack the Romulans at some point. The, the Dominion, they're going to do this. 
So they need evidence on the fact. So he I enlists, loved he enlists Garrick, which is fucking great because Garrick's yeah. in the episode. Well, before that though, I loved the interaction between uh Cisco and, and Dax. Yes. When they're they're role playing with her as as the you know, the Romulan response. Like she could absolutely play a Romulan. Mm-hmm. It just, I mean, but I had a question. I wanted to, did anybody else feel like her makeup was just not right? Come on. Like, it looked Don't like she, looks. no, I just, I, she looked tired or she looked ill. Damn. It Damn. looked, there was like a graying. It's it was the like, war, man. It's the, it's the realistic yeah. makeup of the war. The war is just, is fucking everybody up and everybody. That's, I, I'll buy that. Okay. That's, that's my explanation. Okay. And the, this episode was really and dark. Worf is really wearing her out, man. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. the guy's fucking insatiable with his two dicks. And he's just fucking her face all the time. But the, <laughs> the episode was just shot really dark. Like, it just... <laughs> thank you, Dennis. Dennis is uh, pa- uh, pantomiming what it actually looked like when that happened. For those of you that don't get the video on Patreon. Yes. It's worth the dollar right there. Worth the... the few bucks a month to watch Dennis pantomime that. And then Ben's inevitable reaction. If you ever want to see what Akiba looks like. <laughs> he hangs just his wait head. until Ben is embarrassed to be hangs on his show. head in shame. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but yeah, uh, it's just, it's just wonderful. The whole, yeah, I thought that interaction was really good. Even though it was obvious that of course they're going to want some evidence of this tampering. Yeah. You stupid. It's like stupid. they were doing debate team or something. Yes. Yeah, you know, and it was cute. Yeah, I picture them having this conversation about a lot of things, like where to go for dinner together. <laughs> that would be awesome. I don't want to go to Applebee's again. We just went to Applebee's last week. But Applebee's has riblets, and riblets are very tasty. They're also you, offering two for the two for twenty. Fridays <laughs> has cheaper shots. <laughs> well, if it's alcohol you want, then TGI Fridays is where we'll go. I need evidence of these shots, though evidence. <laughs> Of course, you'll need evidence, old man. Computer. <laughs> but don't ask Siri, because Siri will just tell you yeah. nothing. TGI Fridays was founded in 1970. <laughs> TGI Fridays is. Don't a, give me years now, Siri. It's a popular <laughs> chain restaurant. Lie, Siri. It's not popular. <laughs> yeah, Nobody goes there. <laughs> TGI Friday stands for That Golf is Friday. I did. I really kind of laughed at the scene at the beginning. I know it was not like written to be funny, but when they're going up and like reading the, the list of names and it's like every Friday we get the list of names of people that died. I'm really starting to hate Fridays. And I'm like, yeah. Fridays, am I right, guys? <laughs> Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Fridays. <laughs> yeah, the crew of the Cairo. <laughs> Their worries are over. <laughs> Yours are just beginning. That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You merely adopted the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> I was born in I it. I was born in it. You, you have to put the face, because <laughs> when the voice is done correctly, the face is covered, Dennis. Oh, you guys. Uh, no, you never win. You never win, Dominion. I've already won the Beta Quadrant. Well, the, I people, even... the people of the Federation will join the Romulans and defeat you. 
The Romulans have a non-aggression pact. Next, the Borg will join us. Catwoman, why'd you betray me? <laughs> uh, I wonder if Bob ever just steps away and he's like, what are they talking about? I wonder if they're talking about me. Just he goes back and listens just to see what we say. Oh, he's such an awesome guy. Right. <laughs> this is probably for me, and not to go tell Bob about it, but and you know, it was just one of those things. Wait, and wait, 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 he's back, he's back, he's back, he's back. Shh, he's back. That guy's a dick. <laughs> I don't know how they got the fire out though. She said. So where were we? What were you guys talking about? Let me know. I want to know. Nothing. All right. Fine. Is this pot over? Are we done? <laughs> that it? Show's finished? No. Uh, we didn't really move on. Uh, no. Backtracked a little bit, if anything. We're just fucking around. I'll just listen to it and I'll see what you guys are talking about later. Uh oh. Uh oh. See, I told you. So he just deletes it. We're fine. I won't delete. I'll just leave. I don't do any extra work. <laughs> he won't listen. Sometimes it's enough work just getting the episode online. Well, I'm going to edit stuff. That's what, when you said earlier, I'm going to edit this out later. I almost said that's a shot because people should have a drinking game for whenever <laughs> that gets said. I, I mean, sometimes I will edit things out. Like if it's, if it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Like if a real person's name is used in a libelous way. Yes, because you got to watch your ass. But yeah, so all the in bombs that are dropped. Well, I mean that's on the Patreon. Yeah. If you're if you're racist and you're a Star Trek fan, Patreon is where you want to be. Because oh yeah, Dennis just really doesn't like the Chinese. <laughs> Which is, I mean, the racial stuff though usually comes in at the fifty dollar level, right? Yeah, that's where Dennis just really goes off. That's, yeah. You get the commentary track. You should hear wow. what he has to say about the Vietnamese, man. The commentary has nothing to do with the episode, <laughs> either the, the DS9 episode or the Dork Trek episode. Nope. It's now just a rant against those Chinese. <laughs> at the $300 level, though, there's the uh, the under track that is actually just us spending 15 quality minutes giving an in-depth breakdown of the episode. No, that's that's <laughs> where we talk about the in-depth breakdown of Dennis's racial slurs against the Chinese. The commentary track on the commentary track. Uh, yes, we at actually... The, at the $500 level, you get a two-hour long discussion about Police House. <laughs> it's worth every dollar. At the $750 level, there's just 20 minutes of a low hum. <laughs> We just wanted to see if you'd pay. We're making for all it. these commitments. Like we're gonna have to follow through. Well, some if somebody gives us five hundred bucks, we will just I will make a low hum. Okay, like that's right. Fine. I can figure that out. No, that was seven fifty. Just to be clear, I was gonna say seven fifty <laughs> is the low hum. Okay, a thousand dollars nudes, which is odd because it, yeah. well, <laughs> not ours. No, just 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 random nudes. nudes. Your nudes. We're just gonna. I go to. <laughs> we we'll hack, hack your computer. computer. <laughs> we hack your computer and get nudes. Oh, <laughs> or just take them ourselves, Mom. <laughs> we'll use the money to buy a drone, fly it to your house, and take nudes of you. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the Dork Trek promise. <laughs> the Dork Trek guarantee. 
nudes. That doesn't sound like a low hum. It sounds like propeller. What the hell? No. I'm so confused. And no, that's aroused. just my vibration. Yes. <laughs> oh, so I listened to a podcast where, where sex toys uh, came what? up, and it was quite funny. It was quite comical. Is this a podcast broadcast? featuring one of our characters? <laughs> it may be. <laughs> But uh, there were cats involved and uh, sex toys, and uh, that sounds frightening. Yeah. <laughs> you would think, but it. Okay, okay I, uh, Cupid, but for pegging, is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Justin have... called it "Okay Pegasus." Okay. All right, I'm down with that. <laughs> okay, that Pegasus. Good. Okay. <laughs> what if Pegasus would only let you ride if it could peg you first? I'm down. Come on, Perseus, you want to ride? You want to go get Medusa? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I've never done this before. Sounds kind of weird, but I'm curious. Just let it happen. Just let it happen, you green freak. <laughs> <laughs> don't be so tense. You gotta, uh, loosen, you gotta loosen up a little. Relax. Let my let me let my flying horse dick go in your ass. Yeah. Come on. It it actually helps if you kind of push it like you're trying to take a dump and get anyway. <laughs> just 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 go with it. It's 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 fine. I like it. Andromeda, you seeing this over here? <laughs> this is great. We uh, are, but yes. Yeah. So Cisco goes to Garrick because he needs some help. And he's like, hey, I mm -hmm. know who can do this. Garrick. Because Garrick's an ex-spy and he probably has some intelligence uh, contacts on Cardassia Prime. And maybe, yeah. he, and maybe he can find this information. Garrick has been like his resources have been pretty impressive. Yes. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. this is a really big ask. Oh, yeah. Can yeah. you get this most uh, most uh, valuable intel from the depths of the Cardassian, you know, Obsidian Order? It's like... Is this the first time he's actually just blatantly gone to him and said, hey, do this real shady shit for me? Yeah. Kind of, There yes. was a one time where he just, he asked Garrick to come in and take his measurements while they were discussing classified stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. he knew Garrick would tell uh, Gold Ducat about yes, it. Yes, yes. So he's he's always kind of done it sneakily before. But this, yeah, but this was just, hey yeah. man, <laughs> look, baby, I need some help. He's just like, hey, look, we just we got to move past the the, the small talk shit. Come Let's... on, Garrick, man, I need that intel, baby. You got to give it to me. Uh... And I mean, Garrick says, okay, let me see what I can do. And I like the fact that this happens in real time because. Mm -hmm. This, you know, then he, he, he has this conversation instantly. So this is still Friday. And then three days later, he goes back to Garrick. And he's like, so how are we looking? He's like, well, I'm trying my best. Uh, I called a bunch of people and they told me that they too were not. Well, they're pleased. all dead. Yes, that's what I was getting to. <laughs> then they're all dead. They all got killed the same day. So. And, and Cisco gave up a little too easy on that. He's like, oh, well, you tried. Uh, yeah, I think that was, well, you know, um, maybe, you know, I think maybe he was waiting for Garrick to make the suggestion so he didn't have to. Mm, I never took it that way, but that's interesting. And then Garrick goes, well, you know what we can do? Just make that shit up, baby. Huh? <laughs> what? We'll just Lie? We'll just forge it all, daddy. Mm, oh I don't goodness. know. I don't know. My, I, you know. I remember a young uh, acting ensign, uh, Wesley Crusher, one time uh, 
someone accused him of telling an untruth. And and he said, and if I can remember this quote exactly, I'm from Starfleet. We don't lie. Well, yeah. He's a fucking nerd. He uh, yes, I agree <laughs> with that, Jenny. And this is, I mean, we're talking because right before this had happened, uh, the planet Betazoid fell under yeah, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jem rule. It fell under the the thumb of Dominion. the Dominion, which I don't Dominion. know. I don't know how they didn't sense. Oh my God, is Waxon all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I sent some trouble coming. We better get out of here. I sense a lot of angry people coming this way. Maybe like that's why it was like so easy. Mine went out of business. It's like, how did they not see that coming? Did they, they not mind readers, not fortune tellers? <laughs> <laughs> but they that's got caught up. Whole planet. I sense. I, I sense great Jim Hadar. Since we're about to get our asses kicked, they got shitty weapons, and the mm-hmm. fleet that was supposed to be protecting them was training. Convenient. Yes. Beta Z was an inside job. I think so too. That's what I was thinking. You're right. You're right. Yeah. 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 How do them always read my mind? Mental beams don't melt melt jip something. Metal bars. (laughs) Yeah. You're right, Ben. I think Ben just had a stroke. (laughs) Quite possibly. (laughs) But yeah, so Beta Z was an inside job. The planet fell. So now they're kind of desperate at this point. So um, they're going to fake some shit because Elam Garrick knows all this stuff. There's this senator, um, uh, this, this Romulan senator whose name I cannot find on the Wikipedia page. Vreenak. Yes, Vreenak. Yes, Vreenak is going to meet with Wyun, but before he does, maybe they can ask him to come to Deep Space Nine and they can give him a bunch of information that, hey, man, they're talking about invading Romulus. So you guys better get some shit hopping, baby, because it's going to get bad for you, Jack. And like, well, how are we going to do that? And he's like, well, I know just the guy who can fake all this stuff with holodeck technology. Ooh, holographics. That sounds awesome. But he just so happens to be in Klingon prison about to be executed. Yes. So you need to get him a pardon. So see Which can- already sounds like, mm, is Shady. this just your, your buddy? <laughs> That you're trying to get out of trouble, mm-hmm. and then of course, Maybe. When you, and of course, when you meet him, he's an alien race I've never seen before. Ben, what alien race is that guy? Snork. Fuck if I know. He looked like a snork. Snork. But of course, I mean, he's like shark-like. He's yes. like a weird, sharky goldfish guy. And of course, he's an eccentric weirdo, <laughs> because you know he hangs out with Garrick. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know if he hangs out with Garrick so much as he's scared shitless about Garrick. I just picture him and Garrick having those scenes like Joe Pesci's house and JFK, like you know, oh. lots of cooking, <laughs> <laughs> like lots of cocaine, and their pants <laughs> gold and having gay sex with each other, and like running oh, around guy. Jones. Yeah, running around with like angel wings on. And like you got dressed like Mercury. <laughs> like that's what I pictured. Like fancy gay sex parties, like they have together. Like, but kind of rough. You know what I'm saying? Like fancy. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah, fancy rough gay sex parties. Him and Garrick used to go to together, and that's how they know each other. Mm-hmm. Fancy rough gay sex house parties. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, if this episode is any indication, they both like getting roughed up because Cisco really takes the wood to them. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. He does. And it's cool to see Cisco kind of emote such anger and emotion because he's normally so cool and collective. Yes. 
but yeah, so he uh, he tells them that you know you're not working for Starfleet, you're working for me. And instantly, this guy's perverted mind goes like, "Oh, I'll get you some more ride, slave girls, baby." That's you right. Can, what do you want? Five or six? You can kill them. No one will ever know. <laughs> you can you can kill them and then have sex. Choke one and stab the other. Yeah, and, and then, then get your phaser on. <laughs> Bathe in their blood, baby. You do it all. You crazy sex perv. He's like, no, dude. It's <laughs> the <laughs> fuck. I'm not Kirk. <laughs> You know, he was thinking about it for a second, though. He's like, maybe. Yeah. Dude, Thomas Riker's in a Cardassian prison. Uh, wrong wrong guy. Well, Riker. Probably, I mean. probably not anymore. I'm yeah. Just, once the Dominion got there, like, what's this fucking guy doing here? <laughs> Let's kill him. <laughs> First, he has to fight some Jem'Hadar. Yeah. I bet he could probably fight. I mean, you know Thomas Riker can fight because Will was a good fighter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially if you give him, like, a big Q-tip thing and he fights his dad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm about you too. Yeah. <laughs> there was talk that he was going to come back in like the sixth or seventh season. Thomas? But just, yeah, but they just kind of forgot. <laughs> like, we, never got a, we never got around to it. I'm good with that. I don't need to see my, my bad. Riker. Jonathan Frakes is just sitting in the hall waiting for to be called on set. <laughs> what if in yeah. Picard it's Thomas Riker who's married? Ooh. To, Ooh that twist. would be pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a twist. Like, oh, uh, you know, number one, he's like, uh uh, baby. You got the wrong guy. <laughs> I'm Tommy boy. I done, we done switched. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. But probably not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, if it does happen in season two, then they stole it from us. Yeah, then we can mm -hmm. sue. Yeah. yeah. Then we're suing. It's like, we let the two penis thing slide. Now, Data's going to yeah. be in the show, right? And so is number one and... Um, Deanna. Deanna. What about like Dr. Crusher? Is Dr. Crusher showing up? Because they was in love, man. They had a special bond. Was they? They was. was they? Or was it a love of convenience? I, I think it was just, it was the 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 the, the deep deep state. <sighs> yes, it was the deep state. Yes. It... I don't know. Just because they were on a ship together and like just they, they were there. They shared. She, they shared trauma together. So she, that's what she's a she's an import six, but she's an underway nine. And <laughs> <I> just... Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Ben? Well said. That was wonderful. That was perfect. It's completely untrue, though, because when I had the opportunity to host a panel with uh, Gates McFadden at Tidewater Comic Con a couple mm -hmm. years ago. She is still just unbelievable. Just it, it, she's fantastic. Does she still got that pancake ass? Like I, when I was she was, she's a holodeck ten except for that pancake ass. Mm -hmm. She when she came out to on stage and and climbed up on the table, um, what? Because she likes to she sit on the, sat table. on the table. She sat on the table because she likes to be closer to the fans. And uh, when you say climbed on, I imagine it being like cat like. Uh, that, that's very Beto dancing. That's very Beto Rourke rolling up the sleeve, standing yeah. on the bar kind of thing. But no, she. Um, plan. I, don't know, I guess I did the <laughs> math wrong. And so, like, I was like, yeah, you know, she's she's doing pretty good for uh, somebody who's who's like 59 years old climbing up on a table like that, blah, blah. And then it clicked that it's like, oh, wait, no, she's 69. Yeah, I've got a lady who's like almost seventy climbing up on a table and just is just amazing. 
this this woman is in the fantasy. It's because she was a dancer. I, I it has to be part of it. But, you know, I was just thinking uh, the other day. Like, you remember when Grumpy Old Men came out, and mm-hmm. like a lot of people were talking about Sophia Loren still looks really good. Blah blah blah. She's so hot for her age and everything. She was like in her sixties or fifties or something like that. Yeah, yes. she was in her fifties. Could she'd had to be older than that? I think she, she was in her sixties. She was like a thousand yeah. years old, is what you're yeah. saying. Okay, but like people in their sixties now look good. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel Jackson's 71 years old. Yeah. 71. Crazy. I listened to a podcast today. Somebody said, oh, like they, they were trying to, uh, they just offhandedly said, oh, no, wait. He's like in his 50s or something. I was like, no, he's way older than that. Yeah. He seems like he's in his 50s. 71. But... Look at fucking Picard. <laughs> fucking Patrick Stewart's like 75 years old or some crazy shit like that. He's, he's going to be older than that. Yeah, he's going to be like 78 or 79. Yeah, because I yeah. helped win trivia with his birthday one time. Yeah, I think when we started this podcast, he was 71. He's 79 yeah. years old. Yeah. He's not, yeah, he's not too much younger than uh, Shatner. But so. he looks way better shaped than Shatner. Does he? Yes, because he's aging gracefully because heeah. he's not wearing fucking... Take that rug off of Shatner's head. Yeah. Then we'll see. You get Picard. Picard is aging way better than Shatner. I don't know. Shatner weighs like two Picards. No. Because <laughs> he's, I mean, because he's hiding. He's trying to pretend like Bill. Everybody knows this ain't 1969, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't, you ain't looking like that no more, Jack. He's only 88. 88. Jesus. Who's gonna die first, Paul McCartney or William Shatner? McCartney. You think so? How yep. old is Paul McCartney? No. I think it's going to be William Shatner. I will make that bet right now. What, what are the McC- stakes? Paul McCartney There's is like 10 years 77 them. years old. Yep. Now, who's going to die first, Paul or Ringo? Paul. Paul. All right. Ringo's immoral. All right. He's the Highlander. Yeah. There can be only one. There was a last beetle absorbs all of their power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul looks better now than he did a couple of years ago because before he looked kind of bad, but I think now he's starting to, he stopped dyeing his hair. Does, does he look like an old man again instead yeah. of an old woman? Yes. I was going to say, does he still look like Angela Lansbury? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it's true. Because Paul was, yeah. wearing lot, he was wearing a lot of makeup there for a while too. He was like, going down the Steven Tyler road of yeah. aging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his hair actually looks like normal now. It's not like that weird, you know, dark brown auburn shit that he put in there before. That like, mullety thing he was rocking. Yeah. Like, yeah. He looked like Ellen DeGeneres. It was a, <laughs> it was a weird look. He's like, why do you I, look like Ellen? I, I was like scrolling through his Wikipedia page real quick, and you had on the sidebar, they have like, uh, you know, when you're born and when you die, if you're dead and your age or whatever. But it also has your family and your spouses and your, your kids or whatever. So I'm, I'm like scrolling down or whatever, and I'd seen his name. And then immediately I saw, you know, died 1998. And I'm like, wait, what? No, that, that was Linda. Yes, Linda died. Yeah. She, was, she was great on that Simpsons episode. God, Simpsons been around. I'm Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> yes. Ringo Starr is 79. Oh. Uh... He's almost as old as uh, Patrick Stewart. Ringo. Ringo. But yeah, so 
Patrick Stewart or Ian McKellen? McKellen. Who dies first? They'll die together. Like uh-huh. one, one will hands. die. One will die, and then one will die shortly thereafter. Yeah. Okay. If all these people start dying, I'm gonna be sad. Did we just curse I, them? I would feel like we cursed. Probably. Them. I've like had 2020, the new death year. I've been on podcasts where that happened, so I'm suddenly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we were killing everybody at the end, beginning of 2016 yeah. on Mouthy Broadcast. Well. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Was it yeah. Bowie Prince? I mean, how many failed? And to... Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda. Yeah. <laughs> like we made a joke that like, how did Abe Vigoda survive Prince? And then he died like bef- in between recording that episode and publishing it. Wow. He died. <laughs> I was like, no, don't do now, it. Didn't you, didn't you record like a, a special, you know, this episode was recorded before the tragic passing. Yes. Like it was the only time you've ever done one of those like pre-apology yes. things. Yes, because I actually felt really bad about it because like we made that joke and then it was like, oh, whoops. And I think that was when we used to like record two episodes at a time and one would be like on a week delay. So it was that yeah. one. Jesus. I liked how Conan O'Brien used to trot Abe Vigoda out just to prove that he was still alive. Yeah. That there used to be a website that yeah. you could go to. Is, is Abe Vigoda dead? No. And then, <laughs> and then that was, was just big, you know, white letters on the black screen. No. And then the day he passed, it shifted to yes. yes. <laughs> I know there's got to be some guy who was like scrambling. He's like, where the fuck did I put the password? <laughs> oh, Jesus. We thought he oh, lived. WordPress. I need help. We thought he lived forever. How do you recover a password? Oh, shit. I don't use that email anymore. <laughs> I don't have that cell phone. It was a flip phone. It was 1979. We all had flip phones. It was a crazy time. So, um, so yeah. So uh, they come up with the idea to fake all this stuff, and so they do. So they meet Gareth Tolar. Um, they get him from the Klingon prison. Yeah. Um, he says uh, we need the data rod and to do that we need some biometric yeah, gel the, all this stuff there's all these things and, yep. and, and as this i guess plot further progresses cisco has to continue kind of bending and moving into the gray yep. area i think they brought up that biomimetic gel before right like yes. Yes. was trying to steal it or yep. sell it or something fairly recently i feel like because they were cloning or something yeah I can't remember. So they agree on 85 because you wanted 200 liters of it. They get 85. Um, Julian is mad. He's like, I'm putting this in my blah, blah, blah. And I'm also blah, 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 blah. Do what you want. I don't care. And Cisco gave him the wanker. Yeah. He's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Starfleet knows that I'm doing this. Stop being a fucking pain in the ass. So... That happens. I felt like I was playing a 90s adventure game during that point. It was like, well, to do this, first you have to do this, but to do that, you have to go do this quest first. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. It has that vibe to it, but I mean, <laughs> a plane of this nature is not going to come together easily. You know, It would be ha- cool if like, all these things, they actually had to go somewhere and do it instead of just happening off camera, like freeing mm-hmm. this guy from the Klingon prison, like if they had to 
do a secret mission to get well, him see, out of there and swap that's him out what, with a body double or something. See, but that's what would happen now in yeah. 2020. This episode would be a season-long arc. Yes, yes. That's, you're exactly right. This episode would be a season-long arc, or it would be, you know, half season, and then they would get to the point where it's fake. That, then, that's the Christmas. That's the yes. Christmas. Uh, that's the last the thing. And then, boom, we take off for the winter break. That's a really great analogy, Dennis. This episode could be an entire arc of Deep Space Nine if it was six episodes, you know? Yeah. The first ep- first 10 minutes of the first episode would be Cisco recording, saying how much he's bummed out that things didn't work out the way it did. I mean, Let shit, me man. tell you my story. They'd probably even show the Cairo getting fucking wrecked and all that shit and all these people dying. Like, yeah. it just would That would be the cold open of the yeah. first episode it would of the be, season. The and Cairo would, just chilling and getting attacked and blowed up. Yeah. So, you, yeah, that's... You're precisely... But Let's now, make this episode. They gotta do this in fucking 10 minutes. They gotta do this in 48 minutes. <laughs> Let's go. Chop, chop. No time for any of that stuff. They just show up at the station. Because I, I would have loved to see the interaction between Garon... And and Cisco to try to get this guy out of a Klingon prison because he, yeah. he's been sentenced to death. I mean, granted, the Klingons will kill anybody for just about anything, yeah. but why? You know, what's what did he do? How did he do it? You know, he had no honor. And there had to been some crazy negotiation to get him out of prison. They it's did not an like honor check at the border, and he didn't have any honor. So oh yeah, you know, there, you know there had to be a, some crazy. Uh, I would have loved to have seen the crazy-eyed standoff between Cisco and Garon, just making crazy eyes at each other. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the negotiation was. It was like a staring contest. Whoever okay. blinks first, who can make who bigger, crazier eyes? Today is a good day to negotiate. But yeah, that would have been cool to see. But now it just happened. <laughs> And then they make this holograph. Tolar makes the, the holograph and it looks okay. And they put it on the data rod. And then the guy shows up at Deep Space Nine and Varric's kind of a douche because he's a politician head. and he's a Romulan. And that's what Romulans are. We all kind of assume that Romulans are douches, but it's very cool to see Romulans because yeah. they're, the for, they're the forbidden fruit of Star Trek villainy. And you it's know? even McCaddy. Yeah, I love him. I don't even know who that is. He's been he's been in a lot of different things. If you most recently, I can remember in Orphan Black. If you take a moment, please. Um, I know a lot of people don't like horror movies. Make an exception for this. It's called Pontypool. Yeah, it's pretty good. And it he's uh, the star, and it's a Canadian horror movie um, set in Pontypool, and I think Ontario. But um, one of those just, yeah, it, it's one of those psychological thrillers. And uh, I it's, some, it's their version of a zombie movie. Ooh, fun. Okay. Ooh, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Oh, they're going to eat our brains. Not, not oh, necessarily, it's, but it's the same kind of like ooh, spread no. of a contagion kind of yeah. thing. You know? Someone called Brett the Hitman Hart. He'll save us. <laughs> He's a well, hero of Canada. Put him in the sharpshooter, eh? Hey, hey, uh, I'm sorry, I have to flesh. bite you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you hosers, get out of here, zombies. <laughs> oh, no, zombie John Candy. He's making us laugh to death. Oh, no. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, no. They, they get Rick Moranis out of retirement to come back and do Save oh. Canada. That'd be cool. I'd watch that. Honey, I zombied the kids. Isn't he coming out of retirement? 
Did we talk uh, about this so. before? I heard that was a rumor. Oh no, zombies, eh? Say you got a broken heart. I heard. Was that Bananarama? <laughs> Maybe. It's a great song, though. If, if you uh, are afraid that you watch this psychological thriller um, with Stephen McCaddy called Pontypool, and you're like, oh, but I need something humorous to kind of take the edge off, then I could suggest uh, another drama starring a lot of Canadian actors and comedians we know and love, uh, Canadian Bacon. Oh, that's a good I love one. That movie, yeah, movie's great. I, I like the trick that they have a lot of the Canadian actors playing Americans and a lot of the American actors playing Canadians. It's see, I haven't seen it in a while. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah so here's where like, here's where everybody knows him from. We all know him from Seinfeld as Elaine's uh, psychiatrist boyfriend. Mm. He's like, I have a feeling one of my patients needs me. When they're yeah, in that's uh, Tuscany. Right. Okay. All right. This is um yeah, he's got a pretty long uh resume. Yeah. Did anyone else know that they just kept mispronouncing words in this episode just to make me mad? I uh, at one point they said um shit, and I'm going to go back and watch it. Next week I'll write down the words. There were several points where they they didn't mispronounce it, but they went with an alternate pronunciation. I was like, that's too fancy. Like they were pronouncing words to be fancy because when I just said resume, it reminded me of that. I'm going to go back and watch. And I'll, I'll update next week with the words. Uh, I believe, I believe, Commander Data repartee of- was one of them. Uh, I believe repartee was one. I think. How could they have said that differently? Because there's many ways to say that word. He said it, but he said it in a fancy way. I think he said it in a fancy way. I think that might be fancy enough. (laughs) I can't remember, but I'll go back and watch. Repartee, 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 repartee. I don't know how he said it, but I think that might have been one of them. I'm not sure, Um, but yeah, there was a couple of fancy pronunciations that I found silly. But anywho. Um, now, where are we here? Yeah, so um, it's a fake. It's a fake. He sees it's the thing. Fake. It's a fake. I mean, surely to God, everybody listening to this episode has seen the memes with it's a fake. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> really I'm good. Bet that's how they audition for the role. It's like, yeah. we just need you to say three words. <laughs> it's a fake. It's a fake. <laughs> It's a fake. I don't even really know what kind of emotion he's expressing fake. here. It's like a weird, like, like he's upset that he's been faked out, but he's kind of happy to have caught them at the same time. Yeah, you know, yeah it's a like, weird it's a fake. It's a weird emotion that he's on. He's definitely taking us on a weird, weird ride here. I'm watching it right now. Yeah, I'm going to replay that. It's a freak. And it doesn't like it's a date. They say it's a data rod, but it looks yeah. more like a like a vape pen. Yeah. Well, he, he wanted a jewel. He got some, you know, like jewel. And he he got like, one of those cheap Chinese ones that has like yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he's, it's that's, a freak. That's, that's what killed him was his shitty vape pen. Somebody tell him. Explodes. There it is right there. Let's replay it. Watch. Oh, this is a video of only it's a fake. See, it's kind of, it's a weird, like. I need a gif of this. He doesn't have. Oh, like, out a, there. He this doesn't like have. like the teacher caught you cheating. But he it's doesn't have, fake. like, 
because it's only a three second clip and he doesn't have a lot of emotion or anything in his eyes, but it's just a lot of mouth movement. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of teeth action. See, yeah, then it's over. It's so fast. It's a fake. Yeah. Yeah. But so, one arm, his body's like completely holding still. He's got like Bob Dole pen too. Yeah. Bob Dole is a fake. <laughs> Bob Dole says this is a fake. <laughs> I I want to think that somewhere in this world there's the a video. oldest references. <laughs> Bob Dole, it's fake. Well, if you, I mean, go back and look at Bob Dole. Bob Dole was. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, he was a he was a veteran in World War II. He was injured in like I believe like a plane crash or something. No, like it was that. Italy took a grenade. Yeah, it took a grenade in Italy. So I mean, he's a war hero for God's sakes. But he lost the use of his right hand, so he used to hold right. a pen in his hand all the time. But he would always kind of wave his pen hand around. Yeah. Well, the reason he held the pen is so people wouldn't reach to shake his hand. Yeah. yeah. He had you know he didn't want to be rude. Be like, you can't hold my my fucked up hand that I got yeah. fucked up. used to up do him on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Norm MacDonald cool. used to do him. Yeah. Bob Dole. <laughs> yeah. Bob Dole. Yeah. Bob Dole speaks in the third person. Yeah. Yeah. Norm MacDonald did him for a while, which was good. Yeah. Which is funny to picture Norm MacDonald impersonating anybody because he's just Norm MacDonald in makeup. You yeah. know, like, like oh, Bob, uh, Norm MacDonald's doing Burt Reynolds. It's just Norm MacDonald with a hat on. Like, that's all yeah. it is. And a jacket. <laughs> Chewing gum. Yeah. And a mustache. It works. Yeah. It works. You ever watch this show on Netflix? Yes. It's like a talk show. I did not. I've watched some of it, yeah. It's not a great talk show, but it's a great Norm MacDonald show. <laughs> right. <laughs> but those are two different things because you really have to enjoy Norm MacDonald. Yeah, and I do. Yeah. <laughs> Norm MacDonald is just one of those things that you have to get. If you don't get Norm MacDonald, then you're just not going to be into it. Yeah. Because his, his special on Netflix, The Hitler's Dog, is fucking hilarious. When he talks about like going and eating a loaf of bread, before. <laughs> like that was great. Man, I love Norm Macdonald, but yeah, well, he's also Canadian. Yeah, so maybe he would be in the Canadian zombie movie. He is. He's in Alpha Flight. It's a he fake. Save Canada. It's a fake. But yeah, so uh, when the ship lands, Garrick says, "Well, hey, I want to go check it out to make sure they're not. Um, they haven't gotten any information. I want to just basically scan it to make sure that they haven't gotten any new stuff that would kind of." get us in trouble with any of this stuff. So he goes off and does that. Lo and behold, it's a fake. He leaves. Two days later, um, his ship gets blown up. Bum, bum, bum. Crazy I, coincidence. Cisco is pissed. I instantly, as soon as I watched it, I giggled like a schoolgirl and said, Garrick blew up the ship. He, 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 he. And that's why Garrick is the best Star Trek character in the whole wide world. This is like yes. the uh, the usual suspects, uh, Kaiser Sose moment. <laughs> yes. Like Cisco drops his cup and it shatters on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to his tailor shop. He goes to Garrick's tailor shop and just punches him in the face a couple times. And Garrick just tells him, like, look, you wanted me involved because you knew this is what was going to have to happen. He's mm -hmm. like, you knew I would do this. He said, you knew that I would do what was necessary to get the Romulans in the war, and it worked. And all it took was killing a senator, killing some weird sex maniac, and your conscience, boo. Yeah. And see, this I felt the, bad uh, about the scorpion that. and the frog. <laughs> yeah. See, I, exactly. I, it was more than that, though. The, the, and I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I was like, well, yeah, but the two security guys were there, too. He wasn't traveling alone. 
Like the nameless, faceless, yeah. no credit and, characters. And all of Garrick's informants on Cardassia Prime that are now dead. Well, like, that didn't... There's a that, long list of people that died because of to get Not sick. because of this, died. though. Not because of this. They died trying to get it the right way. So, these yeah. guys... I've got no problem with what Garrick did. Like, this is what life is. Well, apparently Cisco had no problem with this either. Yeah. yeah, once he got it pointed out to him like that, he's like, oh, you know what? You're right. Like, he was right. mad then because it still wasn't sure if the Romulans would buy it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, any imperfections, it's going to look like it was from the blast damage. So, you, sh- you, you good. And sure as shit, that's exactly what happened. Yep. He they sold bl- it to him so well, though. I mean, the whole plan, is as shaky as it was, Cisco bought it, and he's like... Yeah, he's gonna, you know. Yeah. He had a backup plan the whole time. It was, it was fucking fantastic. I don't even think this was the backup plan. I think this was Garrick's. That was plan. the actual plan. No, it was the, actually like the other one was the backup plan. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. No, it, it might work. It might. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Probably won't, but it, it might. And then we do this. The plan. Do you, plan. That, do you think that he actually wanted the other guy dead too? The criminal that got busted out of the, the Klingon prison? Probably. That was like kind of part of the plan. It was like, well, I know that he's probably going to fuck up and we can kill him too. See, I think it'd be funny if the guy was like, you know, he d- examines it and he's like, it's real! And then goes on his ship, drives away, and then two days later it blows up. It's like, what the fuck? He fell for it! <laughs> well, he couldn't take the chance. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, when Cisco asked, like, well, what about this guy? You know, what about the weird fish-looking guy? They were going to kill him anyway because Cisco even told him, like, hey, if this doesn't work out, we're sending you back to uh, yeah. to the Klingon homeworld. You're going back to jail, that's, baby. That's the legal way to do it. Go ahead the fuck out of here, Due process under Klingon law. Yeah. Get out of town. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, you know what? You can do it with your due process and blah, 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 but Garrick is the man that, if you want to get some shit done, let's get it done. You want me on that wormhole. You need, you need me, on, me that on that wormhole. wormhole. It was Amazing. really, it was really great. Like as soon as they said shit blew up, I was like, "Fucking Garrick's the best." Like he's just the like, he's. That's he's, just Garrick. He's wonderful, and and like you said, Jenny, he sold it to Cisco easy. Like that's why you wanted me here. That was the, my whole purpose of being here. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so don't get all surprised that Garrick Garrick's gonna do Garrick stuff, baby. That's what I do. Garrett you know, Garrick. Yeah, Garrick's go Garrett. You know, <laughs> that's just Garrick being Garrick, like Manny being Manny, baby. That's just that. That's what it is. You know, and then Cisco kind of. He's, a whack. he's gonna go take a pee break in the uh, middle of the seventh inning of a baseball game. Yeah, he's gonna do all that stuff, baby. <laughs> but he's gonna hit. He's also gonna drive in the win and run and win you a World Series. Yeah. And that's just what it is. And sure as shit, you know. See, we're talking about a different Manny. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, either Manny works. But, you know, yeah. same old, same old, baby. It worked. The Romulans are now involved in this war. And they're fighting with the good guys, if you will. Hey, we even have a welcome to the fight party tonight. Yep. But did they invite the Romulans to that party? No. They just they crashed it. They showed up in cloaked ships. And then it was like kind of really awkward, and it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you were. We heard we you're all... having a party. Oh, what a party in our honor! Oh, Surprise! Thank you so Look, much. Look, everybody wearing big, everybody wearing big shoulder pads. That's right. 
everybody was in Romulan face. And then they got really embarrassed when the Romulan showed up. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tell them. Tell them we're all Vulcans. <laughs> Do the fucking hand thing. I don't know. The hand thing. And then right in the middle, Cork walks out with more drinks. He's dressed up like a Romulan, too, with his big ass ears. <laughs> Man. This I would is... like to see Cork with Lego hair and Romulan ears and big shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Damn it. I gotta fucking. Photoshop. This was. A Always create more work for myself. Fucking great episode. Yes. I mean, you can't. Man, it's just so well done in every way, shape, or form. Like, it was written well. It's just great. It's just great. This is my slight second favorite episode. Yeah. 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 There's just so much to like about it. It was great. You know, um, so, like, in the, the reception and reviews part of this, wikipedia page or critical reception or whatever like they have all the people like where it's been ranked by people you know like the best ds9 episode or the yeah. top star trek episode or whatever but then i look back at all the episodes this season season six of ds9 is fucking out of sight yeah it's crazy it like really i'm 100 percent not even sure it's the best episode of this season of ds9 hmm. that's tough man it's a really great season. I was talking to yeah. a, I was talking to a friend of mine. We were talking about Star Wars, and I was like, "Well, you know what, man? I'm more excited about Star Trek at this point in my life, anyway." And he's like, "You know what, man? Like, you know, I loved TNG growing up, but like, I don't know. Like, the original series kind of stinks. I mean, it's real campy and goofy. And it's like that's the fun at this point." And he's like, "You know, I didn't really watch any. I was like, dude, watch Deep Space Nine. Like, yeah. just watch Deep Space Nine. I said it takes a couple years to get going, but like." Once it gets going, like, it's fucking tremendous. Yeah. I told him, I was like, dude, it's one of the seasons is like a six-episode arc. And he was like, for real? And I was like, yeah, dude, it's brilliant. Like, it's, it's fantastic television. Yeah. I've been trying to sell people on it, but it's tough because the first few episodes are yeah. rough to get through. And, I, and I've been telling people, like, when I'm trying to sell them on it, it's like, but unfortunately, you need to watch those because all that shit about the profits and the wormhole, like, you need to know it for later on. Yeah. You know? But dude, it's, I mean. It's homework. The first, the, the pilot is homework. Yeah. Just get, but you need to do it. Just battle through it. Like, man, Deep Space Nine, it's just, this episode is so fucking good. And I mean, again, yes, this kind of storytelling has been told. This kind of like, you know, good guy willing to do anything, you know, living in the area of great <clears throat> point is so kind of, passe but i feel like it shouldn't suffer because it's much like the watchman if you will we were talking about that a couple weeks ago like the graphic novel oh watchmen, where that's people, another one you know I haven't he's seen, in. yeah um oh is he in the watchman he's he's the original night owl oh, okay weird is he yeah but we were talking about the Watchmen, how that suffers. If if you've never read the Watchmen and you read it now, it's like everything's like that. Yeah, but it wasn't like that in 1985. Yeah. You know? So don't yeah. let that affect this. Just if you think about this in like the vacuum of 1998, this is some fucking great television. Because I would love to see, not to sound like a dick, but I would love to see what Voyager is doing at this point right now. Yeah, and that's so. the great thing is you can look at contemporary Star Trek. Yeah, like not yeah. even contemporary shows, but contemporary Star Trek, 
and see how it stands out compared yeah. right. to that TNG and, and Voyager. Well, then the other thing, though, is the fact that Voyager was requiring so much attention from the production, you know, like the studio and everything, the, the big wigs, because that's where they were dumping their money. And that's, you know, that's the network show now that they forgot about DS9. They just, you know, it's like... DS9 is like this, the middle child that gets yeah, away with a bunch of shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I dig it. That's my favorite I mean, thing about it. <laughs> I highly recommend everybody, you know, read or listen to the, uh, what was it, the 50-year voyage that uh, Bob and I no, read. that book is so great. Dude, so when great. they talk about this era in Star Trek with DS9 and stuff, and they were just, you know... What was the guy's name? Ira, uh, uh, shit. The, the Ira executive. Stephen Bear. Yeah. He's getting by with murder on the show because nobody's he's like, yeah, I don't like story arcs. And then he just kind of, you know, sneaks a couple in. Then he does the six episode arc and that was unheard of in 98. Yeah. And Bob, I think to your point, um, you, you, you know, you're reading the peanuts with your kids. That's a perfect example of how, you know, his style got, you know, copied that minimalism with the, the, the almost no backgrounds and, and just the, the couple of sprigs of, of grass for, to set the, the tone or whatever, the mm-hmm. setting. Yeah. In 1950, you know, you know, early 50s, when this is coming out, comics weren't like that. Comics were complicated. You know, they had complex backgrounds yeah. and, you know, all this art. And Schultz was like, nope, it's going to be little. It's going to be the size of a postage stamp. It'll, you know, it, it's got to be as simple as possible. And I'm going to yeah. do 365 of them a year. Yeah. <laughs> Get the point across. But yeah, dude, it's fucking great. Like this episode is, I don't even know what, what's our highest rating? A nine? That's as high as we go. On nine. Defa- this yep. episode's a nine and it's easy. I mean, just go back and watch it. It's uh, it's brilliant. Like it's far and away the, it's far and away the best Deep Space Nine episode. That's the only thing I disagree with. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best. I don't know if it's my favorite. I'm gonna give it an eight and a half, just because the, the slight thing I knocked it down for was like I didn't like the all the exposition. Yeah, but we already talked about that, and you're and you're wrong. So it's cool. <laughs> well, then I'll be wrong about eight. my score. It's an eight because of that. No. And like I said, I'm not even sure it's the best episode of this season because you look at like favor the bold, sacrifice of angels. Yeah, Rocks you're right. There's just so many great episodes in season Waltz. six. Like, it's just perfect. Who I just, mourns for mourn? You know, season I guess you're right. Been fantastic. I, I think this has been really good. Eight point nine. So I'll give this one. Honor right, among thieves. That's a great yeah. episode. No, honor amongst thieves in the first place. Like it's great. Like this whole season has just been, okay. you know, just so wonderful. Well, see, a lot of this is why early on when we first started watching Deep Space Nine, I would, you know, say stuff like, oh, well, we'll give this a seven. Yeah, it was really good, but I just, I know what's coming. Yeah, but that's so weird to me. Like, we only gave you a certain number of nines. Like, you, can only, you know what, Ben? You get one nine a season. That's it. you got to spread them out. You know what I'm saying? If you love it, like, just love it. Like, just go with yeah. it, man. I don't know. It's just, it was just so weird. I just, I just know that I love this one less than I love Far Beyond the Stars. But not by much. So that's in Far Beyond the Stars is automatically my nine. And okay. so yeah. Pale Moonlight is just, that's why it's 8.9. It's, it's just like, like it's, it's almost not fair that all these episodes are in the same season. <laughs> yeah, you need to <laughs> spread it out. I mean, it's not fair that all these episodes are on the same show. 
Like you think yeah. like they're just, this is season six and you're talking about like every week they're just coming at you. And even if it's an episode that's just as simple as Worf getting married, you're like, wow, that's done really well. That's a really like, good episode. They're just punching you in the face every week with like, oh yeah, we'll be top that. They're just topping themselves almost on a weekly basis. And it's <laughs> fucking great to watch. Yeah. You know? They're teen witching it. Yeah, they are. Top totally. That. They are topping top that. that. <laughs> it's great. But the only thing that I'm afraid of a season seven is going to be a letdown because it almost kind of has to be at this point. But I know there's some really great season seven episodes too. Yep. So I don't know, man. And, and, wait. and I'm excited that we get to see more Romulans now, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe Yar will come back. I mean, we can only hope right? that Yar will come back because that's exactly what this changeling this Yar. That's exactly what this series is missing is Yar somehow, someday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, Becca's, I, you know what? I need a couple books. Um, my car ran out of gas and I need, to, I need $38 to take a bus to Burbank. So can you guys give me... Fine, you can be I in the... I told you, you have to return that blonde Romulan wig to, <laughs> to uh, costumes. Fine. But yeah, man, this is great, Trek. We hope you really dig it. Um, ben, you don't like Dork Trek? That's so funny. Huh? You don't like the Dork Trek page. I need to invite you to like it. That's so hilarious. I don't? That's what it said. I just oh, have, I no, I have... Phone. Yeah, I have an app that routinely goes through and everything uh, from a certain period back, it, it, it slowly unlikes and deletes everything oh, that's that I fun. do. And, Covering uh, those tracks, baby, just in case they find you dead and they don't know what you're doing on the computer machine. It's a fake. I didn't kill myself, that's for sure. It's a fake. Do you fake. know what else? Fake. Neither did Jeffrey Epstein. That's the hot rumor. That's the hot rumor. But that's the I episode. That was dead. No, never. That is. That's that funny. Meme didn't, that meme won't kill itself either. Because I'm scroll. <laughs> it's funny because I'm scrolling on Facebook, and there you go. I just saw it right there. Yeah. Jeffrey. Well, I think you know uh, what's his as name. Much as, I don't, as much as I'm tired of that meme, I'm I appreciate it more than these stupid World War Three and you know here comes the draft type of stuff. I can't. You know that stuff really annoys me. You look at the a lot of that came from Generation Z, and and the Zoomers are just really just morbid as fuck and nihilistic, and they're just laughing about. Yep, we're all gonna die. And I think there's so enough my, people that are like. I, I don't know if they're actively fighting millennials that are like, Oh my God, it's going to be yeah. World War three. They're bringing back the draft. It's like, where are you getting this bullshit? <laughs> yeah. the Zoomers. No wonder you have so much anxiety. You're just, well, did, up did stuff you see the thing about. that there was somebody, I guess it started sending texts saying that, Oh, you've been selected from the draft. They made like a fake army account and you were getting, you know, no, like no. everybody tweets. knows they do that on TV. It's a fake army account. Um, I mean, we live through on Facebook. And they, they didn't, if they didn't institute the draft after 9-11, it's going to be pretty fucking hard to do after. Well, if you want to bring down the room, uh, somebody tweeted that we don't have to have a draft because it was replaced by uh, poverty and uh, class divide. I mean, yeah. And so as long as you have uh, a poor underbelly of our society, they'll just keep being pulled into the military as a, you know, their option is like, hey, if I survive the war, I, I'll get free health care and, and benefits. This is awesome. And I can actually go to school. What? Yeah. 
I wouldn't be where I am today without the Navy. Yeah, I mean, you ain't, yeah, you ain't the only one, baby. So there you as go. As everybody. long as you don't need to depend on the VA for healthcare. Oh, I'll be dead long before I have to worry about that. Well, that's you know what? That's unfortunately that's a, per- a lot of people aren't. That's the perfect way to end the show. I'll be dead before <laughs> I have to worry about that. <laughs> well said, Ben. Well said. Uh, we'll be back next week with a lighter episode, with a little bit lighter fare. Next, next week we meet, uh, what, Vic Damone? No, that's the guy from Fast Times who gets that girl pregnant. Um, we meet somebody else who's like a lounge singer Italian guy. So, oh. so what's his name? It's not Vic Damone because that's the guy from Fast Times. Nick Papa Giorgio? No, that's a, Vic something. Vic Fontaine? Sure, let's go with that. Let the fans correct us. Oh, that's what Twitter's for. Yeah, right. It is. It was Vic Fontaine. Two times. Two yeah. times. Yes, he's from the Time Tunnel. He is. Great time show. Tunnel. Yes, uh, Irwin. Time Allen. Tunnel approaching. Great show. Great show. Great show. He's on the dinosaur, dinosaur train. train. Yes, you want. You have. You Dennis has kids of a certain age. <laughs> 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 so there you go, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. I don't understand. Thank you.